0: You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, Episode 82, Spring Equinox Feng Shui Challenge. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. So this episode, we're talking about the spring equinox that's coming up on March 19th in the Northern Hemisphere, which most of us are in the Northern Hemisphere here. And what the spring equinox represents in Feng Shui is it's wood energy, so energy of new beginnings. And I remember when I moved to New York from California, where in California, the weather's pretty nice all the time, right? but moving to new york where you have all the four seasons i was surprised at how you can really feel that burst of new beginnings and energy when spring comes around because it's been so cold and i remember like people be out in shorts even though it's still cold outside but everyone gets really excited when you start to see the changes in nature and i was just in japan too and they really celebrate the coming of spring because you can see it with all the blossoms like the plum blossoms come in first and it's a promise of spring so it gives us hope that the cold winter is almost ending and this really goes hand in hand with feng shui because feng shui is really about looking at the cycles of nature and how to live in harmony with nature so because of that connection the spring equinox and nature. Laura and I thought we could talk a little bit about plants in feng shui in this episode. And actually, in a couple, not an episode next. Not the next not, one, the one not after. The next one, the mm-hmm. one after. We're going to actually give our favorite feng shui plants and why. But for now, we just want to talk about like what's the deal with plants in feng shui. So I'm going to let. Laura, Laura, okay. tell us what's the
1: deal with plants? What's and feng- the deal feng- with plants and feng shui? We love plants. Feng shui practitioners, feng shui lovers love plants. And- I have
0: like a zillion. I just yeah, got like a zillion plants.
1: I have a zillion. I want to I get this number right. Recently. A thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of plants and I have specific plants that are, I'm not a green thumb by any, and we'll talk about this in a couple episodes, but I have specific plants that I love and they're everywhere. So feng shui practitioners love plants because in the practice, without getting too detailed, we have a way to adjust issues in the home that come up and there are different tools let's call them tools we call it the method of minor additions and one of those is living things. So having something with life is a great way to adjust a space. And apart from putting your cat in one spot and making him stay, which is never going to happen, what's a great living thing that you can bring in the home that also acts as decor, which is fantastic, is a plant. So we love plants because they are able to adjust the energy of a space and correct something or enhance something. They also represent the wood element, which is what Angie was just talking a little bit about in terms of springtime and wood element. They're very closely connected. The wood element is all about new beginnings, rebirth starting again, that new growth that's coming up. So that sort of spark of growth and that is wood energy and that is what plants bring into the home. So that's why we love them. And it also doesn't hurt that a lot of people love them. And so when you're working (laughs) with clients, it is often I find clients sometimes just want to know where do I put my plants, which is, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Let's do that. Cause they have so many or they want to get new ones. So mm-hmm. plants are super flexible. Everyone loves them. And don't be afraid about a green thumb because there are so many varieties that are easy, easy, easy.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a couple yeah. episodes. But another aspect of Wood Element that I love is, well, you touched on it flexibility. So Wood Element really begins to cultivate flexibility and loving kindness because you really have to start to take care of something besides you. And I think there is a New York Times article where they wrote that millennials are not having children, but having plants instead. Yeah.
1: Plants <laughs> are the new pets.
0: Yeah. And they take a lot of work. I know at some point I had a lot of plants and then I started to get overwhelmed with taking care of all the plants. And then I had to make a concerted effort to give away some plants so then I could have more of a manageable level of plants. But now I've really been inspired in the last couple of weeks. Of course, I decided to do all this before I went to Japan, but I got a whole bunch of plants. And so that also inspired Laura and I to give all of you listeners a feng shui challenge for the spring equinox this year so the feng shui challenge is actually to use plants to activate an area of your life which corresponds to the bagua map and the way that you do this so laura's talking about using living things we're gonna challenge all of you to purchase or you don't have to purchase but get three new plants you don't want to reuse a plant that you have. You want this new energy in the home for new beginnings. So it can be a plant that like a cutting from a friend or a gift from a friend, but it should be new energy that you're bringing in the home, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, and also there's something about if we're if you're going to do this as a challenge and in a way almost a bit of a ritual, it's good to make it from a beginning going out and getting the plants or figuring out how you're going to get that plant. That that's part of that's part, all, of, that's the part of the whole journey in the process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The path is part of the process and
1: part of what you receive. Yeah. And I like your idea of getting it not that it's super easy, but if you do know a friend that's got a green thumb, uh, getting, you know, propagating or just taking a cutting and and using that as well is, especially if it's someone you love and there's that compassion and there's that connection, I think that's also a really beautiful way to bring that energy in.
0: Well, that's another teaching of nature and plants is that nature is so generous. Nature, it gives so abundantly. Like if you have a fruit tree in your yard, you have more fruit than you could ever eat, right? So you have to share it. And also, plants can continually propagate themselves. And there's this generosity that even when I was reading this book, The World Could Be Otherwise by Norman Fisher, what he was talking about is even in nature, you could see the generosity, even like a tree will voluntarily offer itself in a storm. And then the decaying tree is then generous to the other life in the forest, offers a place for moths, offers food to nourish the plants around it. So it's huge teaching in generosity in general. Anyway, so back to feng shui. So we're going to challenge you three yeah. new plants. So they some guidelines should be, uh, it doesn't have to be three of the same plant, but if you want they can be three of the same plant, mm-hmm. and they can be in three of the same pots, or they don't have to be three in the same pots. And they could be same size or different size, but I would say there should be something that's connecting them. Uh, I guess not
1: necessarily. Yeah, yeah I maybe think like that... have all white pots. Yeah, you can. So yeah, you could say. You can just go and get the three plants with the intention of using this as your ritual, which is great. If you want to kick it up a notch and bring in a variation of what one of the adjustments that we do in our practice, you can get matching pots. Or you can say, okay, I want all these plants to be roughly the same size. And then that gives it that connection. But matching pots is a nice way to do that simply.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be exactly the same pot. They could be three pots that are white, but it's nice to have them buried, but they look like a set. What we're really talking about is not just throwing it together.
1: Intentional, being intentional. Being intentional
0: about it and thinking about it and making it a sacred offering rather than just, I have this pot, this pot, whatever, just throwing it all together.
1: Yeah. And get a pot. Don't just keep it in its plastic thing like tr- mm-hmm. that make that part of it too
0: yeah. yeah i wouldn't want to stay in my plastic if
1: i was no. in my plastic no. pot
0: my temporary plastic pot
1: <laughs> no <laughs> if, i want to wear i want a nice outfit the plant wants a nice outfit
0: yeah too. treat <laughs> the plant like you want to be treated and it tells you something about how you take care of yourself because how well you take care of your plants represents how well you take care of yourself so it's about self-care too
1: yeah so now so, where are they going to put them yeah
0: So should we go over just the top line on each bagua? Yeah, let's go
1: through the bagua. Well, let's start with new beginnings because that makes sense, right? So the bagua, for those of you that don't know, quick, 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 it is a grid or a map tool that feng shui practitioners use to map a space. And also other, many other things, but let's just keep it simple. Map a space, a home, a bedroom, you know, a room. And it has nine areas that are equally divide a space into nine areas and each of those areas is reflective of many things many 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 things but we're going to talk about it specifically in terms of different parts of your own life so they represent different parts of your life relationships how you walk through the world So Mm -hmm, each of the areas has to do with that. So for instance, if we start in the first position with the first spot that we would talk about, it would be wood and new beginnings. And should we include, uh, we'll include a link in the description, the show description for I think we have a free download that you guys can get to that you can just
0: okay, you know, sign up yeah. for, download
1: it, and then it'll map it out. So that, that'll help you guys out. Bye.
0: Okay, yeah. So for the listeners, if you don't have a Bagua map or know anything about the Bagua map, go to, to holisticspaces.com slash podcast. We have show notes there. Mm -hmm. Or if you go to mindfuldesignschool.com, we have a download for the Bagua map. Or you could sign up for Practical Feng Shui and we'll teach you how to lay the Bagua map on your home. Yeah.
1: And then you'll have it on your home specifically. You can do it yourself. Sometimes it might be a bit challenging depending on the space, but we're going to just go through the nine areas so you at least know what they are.
0: And if you're Uh, totally confused on where to place it, just lay this out on your bedroom.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'll do the first. The first area is new beginnings, sometimes also referred to as family. And it is what it says. It's all about starting new, having beginning a new project, start having that energy, that shock, that thunder, that spark is how I sort of think of it. And I love this area because Well, I love all the areas, but this area is great if you're starting a new project. So for your functional
0: challenge, if you're wanting to start a new project, or kick something new off in your life at this time, put your three new plants in the family new beginnings area, which is the green area of the Bagua map.
1: Yeah, okay. so that is actually on many levels an interesting way to put, if you put all three in that area. So we can also, we'll also say you could spread them out into three different areas, but that'd be really cool. No, if you're starting just do something Yeah. No, let one area. No, three in so. one area for three your and area. challenge. And then the next area is abundance. And that is often referred to as wealth as well. And it is what it sounds like. It is about what's the, the blessings, the prosperity that you have coming to you, your self-worth, all of those things that are tied into not just financial money, you know, just money and money and cash flow, but also about how you feel grateful for things, how you feel your own uh, self-worth and abundance. I think that's important too. So it's a bit broader. Yes, obviously there's wealth and money and you know cash, but think of it a little bit more broadly as well, being grateful for the blessings you have in your life.
0: Yeah. So if you want to activate more abundance and prosperity and yes, invite more wealth into your life, then you for your feng shui challenge you could put three plants in the abundance slash wealth area called Shun. And that's the purple area.
1: Mm -hmm. Then we can move into the Tai Chi, which is the center of the... Which is actually pretty... It's easy and it isn't easy. I mean, putting something in the center. You could find the center of your apartment, home, office, bedroom. And that is an area we call the Tai Chi, which is not necessarily a gua. It's not connected to one specific thing. It actually resonates and connects to all. So it is the center. It is how you feel grounded, connected to others, connected to your community, how you are able to affect all areas of your life. So it's a pretty important area of the home. And we often say that if you are feeling lost, disconnected, adjusting the center of your home is actually a really easy and powerful way to adjust, to make that change.
0: Okay. So if you want to feel more centered and supported in your life, you can put three plants in the center of your home, which is the Tai Chi area, also known as a health area. And it's often
1: yellow. Next would be helpful people, Chen, helpful people. And that area is sometimes connected with travel as well. And I think it's because it has this serendipitous quality to it. It has this area is also connected with heaven when you start to dig a little bit deeper, which is about the right things coming at the right time. That's how I sort of see it. And it's about connecting with that higher energy, the higher self, and being able to take advantage of opportunities and also specifically helpful people in your life. So the right person coming into your life at the right time to help you on your path in life. That's how I see that area.
0: So if you'd like to activate or invite more helpful people to come at the right place at the right time for you, or just to have more supportive people in your life in general, you can activate the benefactors, helpful people travel area, or if you want to travel more too. And that's usually the gray area and it's called Chen and it's benefactors, helpful people
1: travel. The next would be completion and also connected with children. And the reason I see that is it's about producing something, completing something, being productive, finishing a project, having some kind of output. And so children are obviously a pretty powerful output, but it doesn't necessarily need to be children. It could be uh, projects, it could be initiatives that you want to bring to a close, that you want to see come to fruition. So that is an area that if you're struggling with completing things, I think this would be a good area. What do you think?
0: Yeah, definitely. So if you need help getting your stuff done and getting things off your plate, then you can activate the completion area, which is typically white, by putting three plants in there.
1: And next is knowledge, sometimes called self-knowledge, connected to how aware you are about yourself as well. I see it also having a lot to do with how you feel about yourself, self-esteem, and being knowledgeable about what your capabilities are and your skills and what you know to know whether or not you need to transition them, solidify them, gain more knowledge, more introspection, You know, meditate on things. There's a spiritual component as well with this area. So it has a lot to do with inner reflection.
0: Okay, so if you're working on yourself, like self-care or introspection or your spiritual life, then you can activate the knowledge self-cultivation area, which is typically blue or dark blue, and you can activate it with the three plants.
1: Mm -hmm. Next is called fame or fame and reputation, it's referred to. And it has a lot to do with how you're seen in the world, becoming visible, So light being shined on you, being noticed, maybe it's something about getting that next promotion, being recognized. So there's a lot about recognition. I always like to think it is that you're in the spotlight, putting yourself in the spotlight too
0: so if you need a little more light shining on you or you want to be recognized for the good work that you're doing or to be seen to show up more and to be seen then you can activate the recognition fame area which is typically red with your Mm -hmm. three plants
1: and next would be career as it's kind of lumps together I see this as broadly as your purpose in life. So more than just the job you do, but really your calling, your path, how you progress in finding what you really want to gain wisdom on. You want to have some deep wisdom. You want to be able to share that with others. And yes, it's your career, which is incredibly important, and that's how you make a living. So that is key. But it's also about something greater than that and really finding that purpose and that depth. So if you want to work
0: and improve your career and your purpose in life, then you can activate the career area, which is black, and put the three plants in that area.
1: And then last but not least is love or more broadly partnership. Everyone's favorite. And this one, this area is, yes, it's obviously about relationships and intimate relationships, but it's more than that. It's about how you receive love, how you are open to things, how receptive you are, how nurturing you are. It has all those qualities of that receiving love, accepting love, and also self-love, like being able to really open up to yourself. Of course, yes, if you're working on a partnership, either a business partnership or a romantic partnership or any kind of partnership that where you're connecting two people together, this is a key area too.
0: So if you are ready to open up to love or to work on your relationship, your marriage, your partnership, or invite a business partnership in your life, this is a great one to activate. So this is the relationship partnership area and it's typically pink. Wow. So we went through all nine whirlwind. And um, so one last thing we want to know is a lot of times when we go through the Bagua, people want to just activate all of it. And I know it's great to have a lot of plants. And sure, you can have more than three new plants. But for this challenge, we really want to push you just to pick one, which is the most important We want you to really focus your energy on one thing and not spread yourself thin. You want to go narrow and deep with this work, not wide and shallow.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think leaving them there for minimum 27 days, but I would say just nurturing them and focusing on them being there until you realize what you want to achieve. So also when you place your plants in whatever area you've chosen. Hopefully you've thought about this. Maybe you've written it down. Maybe you've really thought about what the intention is, what you want to bring into your life because you're not randomly picking an area. Obviously this area resonated you for, with with you for a reason. So write it out and be specific and when you place the plants, be really intentional, visualize this coming to fruition and leave the plants there, continue to care for the plants, water the plants, nurture the plants, don't overwater the plants. And that is all part of the entire process as well. And then when you feel that whatever you've wanted or the intention that you wanted to bring in, the universe to bring in, has been completed and if you feel that, you know, down the road that it's done, then if you want, you can do the same thing in a different spot. But right now, as Angie said, really don't try to do too much. Too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. So let's just focus on, you know, one area for now.
0: Yeah. So Laura, what area are you going to do for your challenge?
1: Ooh, well I think I'm going to do I think I'm going to do new beginnings. Maybe because, yeah. yeah, because it's springtime and we're kicking off a new program as well. Practical
0: feng shui. Yes, the- and,
1: and their certification. Oh, yeah. So we're doing our new class. So we're starting to get out there and talk to new prospective students and bring on new students. So that for me is big. And uh, so I think that's probably what I'm going to pick. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I've already placed mine. So I, I activated my fame area Ooh, in my okay. floor plan. So. Okay. Yeah, but back to the certification program. So, if you are interested in diving deeper in feng shui, Laura is going to tell us about yeah. the certification program that we're starting soon, and then we have two free info sessions. Yes,
1: two or three, two definitely. Uh, okay, can you look up the dates of those? Yeah. Well, while, okay. while you tell them. Uh, about the yeah. So, we are apart from the practical feng shui, which Angie spoke about, which is perfect if you just want to dip a toe in and just want to know what's right for you. Perfect. For those of you out there that have been following us and that know that we have an accredited school, that we are with the IFSG, the International Feng Shui Guild, and we're a gold program, we are all about teaching those of you that want to dive deeply into how to become Feng Shui practitioners and Feng Shui consultants. So the program is starting, again, we we run one in the spring and one in the fall, and this next program is... It starts the, on May 2nd. May, May 2nd is our in, is our intensive weekend where you'll learn the foundational. It's a total of six months, this program. So you're going to dive deeply in uh, May, that weekend in May, and then we're going to do tutorials. And then in September, we meet again. And that's when we dive really deeply into our 11-week Program where that like the rubber meets the road on that you're going to learn all about practical ways to well all of the adjustments all the design details and then we always kind of bring it back to what's this like when you work with a client so that program is starting again if you want more information on it if you want an info session Angie what are those dates if you want to because we walk you through the whole program it's a it's a free webinar we do
0: so we have one um, March nineteenth. April 8th and April 18th.
1: Perfect. And if you go to mindfuldesignschool.com, you'll see a button that actually says sign me up for the next info session and you will be on the list so that you receive notifications. You can also just you'll, you'll, you can also just sign up right there because it'll lead you to it and you will be able to get your name on the list and then we'll be sending you links, your Zoom links so that you know where to meet and um, and where to watch and listen
0: yeah so uh, we'll tell you more about it in the next episode thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the holistic spaces podcast now you can tune in every monday for a new podcast episode if you like our podcast and this episode please share the podcast with others subscribe and even better leave a review If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.